What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Next Level Freedom Church podcast. My name is Trenton Cruz. I'm the lead pastor of Next Level Freedom Church in Jackson, Missouri. If you're seeking a church family that can help you grow in your relationship with Christ, or maybe you just want to check us out online, be sure to check out our website, www.nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning and God bless. But but the blood, amen. But the blood. Come on. But God. But God. I was walking down a path of regret. Maybe I had an addiction in my life. Maybe I was doing all the wrong things. Maybe I was living like a regular heathen. Come on, man. But God. But God. Save my soul. And I'm here to testify tonight. Will you give God some praise as we get ready to receive Pastor Curtis here? He's been following me around all night. He, this is my son, for those of you wondering who this little boy is. He misses his daddy, so he's up with him tonight. So you got something you want to say to the people? Oh, you're going to get shy when I give him the mic. All right, go back to your seat with mama. Okay, go back to mama. <laughs> well, I had to give him an opportunity, a little preacher one day probably. All right, so uh, come on, Pastor Curtis. Uh, me and Pastor Curtis have known each other, I'd say, hmm, maybe 10 years. Curtis. And uh, I was excited to invite him. He actually spoke for us back in January and gave some prophecies over the house, which we're starting to see come to pass. And he's got a word tonight. So welcome, Pastor Curtis. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. You give a lot of your on your feet. Well, no, 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 my child, child. Come on. Lift up your hand. There's something about that blood. I said there's something about that blood. I don't care what it is in your life. Every situation you have has a name. Come on. But there's a name that cannot be defeated. The name of your situation's got to bow to the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, I want you to lift up your hands right now. I need some mamas to plead the blood over your children. I need some mamas to plead the blood over your family right now. God, in this kid right now, moving by his power. Oh, come on. I just see you begin to worship me. All the brothers kiss Amen. 
I did. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, guys. Amen. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the tent tonight. Come on, somebody. Amen. I said, I'm glad to be in the tent tonight. Amen. I wish that God would allow me. If God would allow me, I would be a traveling tent evangelist. Amen. Because I love preaching in the tents. Amen. But he just, um, he's got me doing something else. Amen. And uh, he put me down there and in the church on the rock. And God's moving by his power. Amen. I said, God's moving by his power. So we're so glad that you're here tonight. Let me say to Pastor Trent, God bless you, my brother. We're so thankful. We love you. We honor you tonight. We thank God for what he's doing through Next Level Ministries. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Amen. I thank God for what he's doing. Amen. The best is yet to come. Amen. How many come for a word tonight? Oh, amen. No, no. I said, how many came for a word tonight? Yes, sir. Now, everywhere I go, I have to say this. Let me say it to you one more time tonight, all right? Amen. I, I don't know what you're, what you're used to, but to me, I'm an audience participating preacher. Now, what that means is this. The more amens and hallelujahs I get, the quicker I go. All right? I, I want you to talk back to me tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Now, if, if I go long, I've had people say to me, you're long-winded. I said, well, you're just too quiet. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But we'll get, we'll get a word in the house tonight. Amen. And I pray tonight that you come for something. Yes. Because I didn't come just to have a service. No. I come to see the power of God invade the lives of his people. Amen. And I believe tonight you'll walk out of this tent. Changed by the power of God. Yes, sir. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. But you've got to hear what the word of the Lord is saying to the house tonight. The man of God's got to be anointed to preach. But you need to be anointed to hear. Come on. Come Amen. on, Pastor. Come on. Now he that has an ear. Come on. Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Amen. Amen. And I believe that God's got a word in this hour. Yes. I believe that God's not done with his church. Come on. I said, I believe God's not done with his church. God's got a word for his people. Amen. And I believe that God's going to do something in this tent tonight. Amen. You got a Bible? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 6. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'll try to not move around too much. I know he's got a camera and... and they're trying to keep up with me. Our camera guys at church tell me I move too much. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I love it. But I like walking in the pews I give. Yes, Amen. Jeremiah chapter 6. If you, when you get there, shout word. Word. Let's go to verse 16. Verse 16, verse 17 of Jeremiah. Stand with me if you would for the reading of the word. Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord, stand ye in the ways and see. Ask for the old path. Where is the good way? And walk therein. Listen what it says. And you shall find rest for your soul. But they said, listen what they said. We will not walk therein. Listen to verse 17. He said, also I set watchmen over you, saying, hearken to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, we will not hearken. Mm. I want you to look at your neighbor before you see and say, neighbor, what are you pursuing? Uh, yeah, you can be seated tonight. I, I want to talk just for a few moments about pursuing after God. Amen. Pursuing after God. Jeremiah 29 13 says this, and you shall seek me. Come on. You'll find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. In the church today, there are two classes of church people. 
One that is really saved. They're faith believing. They're pursuing the power of God in their life. But we've got another class that's in the church. But the church is not in them. What are you pursuing? Because I believe that we need to wake up. You and I need to wake up tonight. And we need to begin to pray and ask God. For a fresh demonstration yes. of his power Hallelujah. and of his authority yes. in our lives. We need to ask ourselves tonight, what are we hungry for? What are you hungry for? What are we thirsty for? What are we pursuing after? Because what you pursue. Mm-hmm. Listen right. to your preacher. Come on. Yes. Amen. What you pursue, your life will follow. Yes. Come on. That's what right. are you pursuing tonight? We must abandon. I want you to hear this preacher. We must abandon everything but our pursuit after God. Wow. Amen. Come on. Amen. You can have this whole world, yes. the old song says. But give me Jesus. I said you can have this whole world. But just give me Jesus tonight. Look at your neighbor say, give me Jesus tonight. The Bible says, I believe in Psalm 42, as a deer panted for the water. So my soul panted after thee. In Romans 13, in verse 11 through 14, here's what the Bible says. In knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in that day, not in light and in drunkenness, not in chambering wantonness, not in strife and envy. But put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I believe that it's time that you and I wake up and understand that we are living in an hour. Yes, sir. That if we're going to make it out of here, we've got to have a new pursuit after God. When you look around us today, you've got to understand the hour that we're living. He said, you're knowing the time. Do we know what time it is? I said, do we know what time it is? The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that there will be dangerous times in the end. Perilous times shall come. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 that in the last hour, in that time, many will not endure sound doctrine. Many, mm. many. The Bible says in, in chapter uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, he said that many in the last hour will depart from the faith. Come on. Mm. Many will depart. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that the many will fall away. There's a great God, falling away God, that's going to take first. Before Jesus comes. The Bible tells us. Matthew chapter 24. Many are called. Many are called. But only a few. Is going to be chosen. I come to make an announcement tonight. You need to make sure. That you're just not called. But you better make sure. You're going to be chosen. Going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Come on. No more than you walking into a field Say makes you that. a cow. Come on. Come on, somebody. Yeah. Shaking a preacher's hand don't give you the right to make heaven your home. Come on. Mm. Paying your tithe does not give you no guarantee. No, sir. Nope. Here's the guaranteed. You've got to have your sins washed in the blood oh. of Jesus Christ. And then you've got to have a life that is pursuing him and him alone. You've got to understand that eternity is sitting out here. Every person under the sound of my voice, we're going to spend eternity in some place. The Bible talks very clearly and very plainly. There's only two places that we're going to spend eternity. One place is called heaven and the other place is called hell. Yes, sir. And every single one of us is going to spend eternity somewhere. 
But the problem with the church today is this. We are too worldly minded and not eternity minded. But we've got to understand that we've got to get eternity minded. Because listen to your man of God. When you take your last breath on this side, you're going to take your next breath on the other side. And it's going to either be a place called heaven or a place called hell. Where will you spend eternity? What are we pursuing? What are we pursuing? Clear preaching. Come on. We've got to pursue him in a realm that we never have pursued him. Time as you know it is running out. Yes, sir. Jesus is coming. I don't care what they say. I'm here to tell you the Bible teaches very plainly. You can read any other book you want to read, but you better get back to the book because yeah. the book says yeah. that Jesus is coming. Yeah. And any moment now, he's yeah. going to split that Easter sky. Oh, yeah. And you and I that are alive and remain, oh, we're going to be caught up to meet him in the air. Oh, but you got to make sure that you are got your name oh, written down in the last book of life. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, what are you pursuing? Because if you're not pursuing God, you're pursuing the wrong thing. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, I love studying and preaching concerning Paul. He wrote to the church in Hebrew. He warned them of their spiritual condition. And when you read and you study the book of Hebrews, it reminds you of so much of the church of this day. In chapter 2, here's what Paul said. They were in danger of drifting away. In chapter 3, Paul said, they were in danger of hardening their hearts and falling away. In chapter 5, Paul said, they had become dull of hearing. In chapter 5, verse 12 through 14, he said they had stopped maturing. In chapter number 6, he said they were in danger of falling away and being lost. In chapter 10, verse 24 to verse 23, he said they were holding back their confession of faith. Come on. In chapter 10, verse 25, he said they were forsaking the assembly of themselves together. Wow. In verse 35, he said they were in danger of losing their confidence. In chapter 12, verse 1, he said they lacked endurance. In chapter 12, he said they were neglecting to do good. I want you to listen to this preaching tonight. God wants your commitment, not your excuses. I said God wants your commitment, not your excuses. Too many today is taking their faithfulness to church and their relationship with God too casual. You better hear this preacher. If you expect to reign with God in heaven, you've got to serve him on earth. That's right. If we're going to survive, if you're going to survive these last days, and I'm here to tell you we haven't seen nothing yet. But if we're going to survive the onslaught of hell in this last day, you gotta make sure that you are born again to the bone. I think you gotta get born again to the bone. Because if you're not sold out, you will eventually sell out. Come on. I said if you're not sold out, you will eventually sell out. Oh, Our churches are starving spiritually while overdosing with entertainment. We are starving spiritually, but we're overdosing with entertainment. We come to the church, we want to praise team. To make us feel good. All right. Mm. We want a preacher to tickle our ears. Come on. But I'm here to tell you we need the truth because only the truth of God's word will make us free. Yes, sir. Come on, somebody. And I'm trying to tell somebody tonight. You may say, Well, I feel like I'm okay. I'm going to tell you something. The proof of your desire is in your pursuit. Come on. I said the proof of your desire is in your pursuit. If you desire to go to heaven, you will pursue God with everything in you. You'll go after God. You'll be in the word. You'll be in the church. You'll be in prayer. You'll know that I've got an up-to-date relationship. And as the trumpet sounds today, I'm on my way to praise God. Ask your neighbor, what are you pursuing? We like pursuit. We like 
urgency. Come on. Yeah. We like desire. Yeah, come on. We like awareness. Yeah, right. The church is lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Oh, uh, come on. Uh. Most of the church has a form, but got no power. Wow. We got a form, but we got no power. We got people in the pews, but we got no hearts being changed. Because oh, wow. we got people, they know how to church. They're churching, but they're not changing. Wow. I said they're churching, but they're not changing. But I come to tell somebody tonight, you better get in the mirror of the word. And you better tell God, it's not my brother and it's not my sister. But it's me, oh Lord. I'm the need one in the need of prayer tonight. Search me, oh God, to what David said. And see if there ain't any wicked way in me. I want to know that I know that I know. When I put my head on the pillow tonight, if I take my last breath, my eyes don't open in the morning. I know where I will take my next breath. My next breath will be in the presence of a holy God. Oh, hallelujah. We need a shaking in the church. I said we need a shaking in the church. I prayed all afternoon, God shake this tent tonight. We need a shaking in the church. We need to ask God to shake us. Shake us out of our slumber. Shake us out of our weariness. Shake us out of our complacency. The church is too complacent. We go to church one way and we go home the same way. But listen to your preacher. We got to get an urgency about us. There is lost souls going to hell. There are family members going to hell. We got to get an urgency about us. I said we got to make up our mind. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We got to make up our mind tonight. Who are we going to serve? Come on, somebody. Come on. How long are we going to be between two opinions? How long are we going to straddle the fence? Oh, hallelujah. The church is too complacent. Do you know what the word complacent means? Here's what it means. It means it's a sense of security while being unaware of potential danger. Wow. Mm. We go to church and we think we're okay. Mm. Can I make an announcement tonight? Just because you were saved doesn't mean you are saved. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. When I got saved 20 years ago, you better get saved today. I get saved every day. Yeah. Come on. Woo. Come on. Paul said, I die daily. Jesus told his disciples, he said, every day take up your cross and follow me daily. Come on, somebody. You got to die to your flesh every day. There's not a one of us in this tent that's got everything right. There's not a one of us in this tent that don't fall short of the glory of God. But we all sin and come up short. But you got to make sure, listen to me, that my life is right. And if Jesus calls my name today, I know where I will spend eternity. You got to understand that I've got to die daily. I'm not going to hell for nobody. You got to make up your mind. I said, I'm not going to hell for nobody. If you want to go to hell, go to hell. But I'm not going to hell. I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus Christ. He paid a debt that I could not pay. He paid a debt for Curtis Drew. And I'm on my way to a place called heaven. But what are you pursuing tonight? We've got to pursue the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords in a realm that we have never pursued. Wow. Oh, Jesus. Man, that's good preaching. Jesus. Glory be to God. Good preaching. Oh, Jesus. He's coming. Yes, he is. I said he's coming. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And he's coming for a bride. Yeah. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Yeah. Just read your Bible. It's a good book. I said, he's coming for a bride. He said, I'm coming for a church, Pastor Aaron, that is without spot or wrinkle. It's a holy church. Yes, sir. Come on, somebody. A glorious church. Are you listening to me? I said, he's coming for a bride. You better hear your man of God tonight. Jesus is not coming for no whore. He's coming for a bride. 
He's not saying he's not coming for a whore. He's coming for a bride. You better hear your picture. Jesus is coming. And we got to get our garments right. We got to understand that we can't be in the world and eat church and expect to make heaven our home. We got to come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. We got to give all of our heart to him so that when he comes, we are ready to meet him in the end. I wish to God I could hear help somebody tonight. Amen. Your neighbor say Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I say he's coming. He's coming. The church cannot lose its voice to a world that has lost its way. The church is too quiet. Come on. Come on. Come on now. Turn it up. Come on. We're trying to. Fit in. Yeah. Come on. God never intended for his church to fit in. Come on now. Don't you listen to me? The word of God. The word of God is not the light to the world. The word is the light to the church. Come on. Come on. My God. But sinners. Sinners don't read the Bible. Sinners read you. So we are the light to the world. Come on, somebody. When they read you, what are they reading in the Bible about you? Are they reading you can go to church on Sunday and back to hell on Monday? Or are they reading that you got to be sold out for the kingdom of God? In your life, are they reading? That it's okay to commit adultery. Are they reading that you can drink a little still make heaven your home? There ain't no such thing as sipping saints. Come on, somebody. Come on, man. I'm coming right down where you're at tonight. This is an hour. I heard the gold. God says be so strong. We need a personal revival. We need a personal revival. If revival, if you're going to touch my family, it's got to start with me. Are you listening to this picture? I'm here to tell you every single one of us need to draw a circle around us and say, Holy Ghost, start a revival inside this circle. Start a revival in me. It only takes a spark to get a fire burning. Let me be that match that you start a fire in my church, in my family, in my marriage. Oh, I need a revival in my own life. Amen. I'm telling you something tonight. Every one of us in this tent needs an up-to-date, fresh dose of the Holy Ghost in our lives tonight. I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. Oh, yeah, come on. Amen. Because I'm preaching myself happy. <laughs> the Bible talks about in Hebrews chapter 2. It says that how shall we escape? Listen to me, preacher. How are we going to get out of here if we neglect so grave a salvation? Oh, come on. How are you going to make heaven your home if you neglect your salvation. The word neglector means this, to give little attention to. It means to fail to take serious. It means to be careless or lack priority with. Is church a priority in your life? Church cannot be an option. It's got to be a priority. Amen. You allow bed sheets to hold you down on Sunday morning. Oh, but your shout to the song, ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Wow. All right. Yeah. Come on. Is prayer, is prayer a priority? Is the word a priority? Is lost souls a priority? Yeah. 
is eternity. Is eternity a priority? Well, man of God, I think I'm all right. You better hear me tonight. Eternity is too long to be wrong. Eternity is too long to be wrong. We better have an up-to-date, I know, so salvation. Not a hope, so salvation. But I hope to get out of here. You ain't getting out of here. Oh, come on. Wow. Can I say something to you tonight? Listen to this man of God. If the rapture of the church is not on your mind, it's not in your future. Wow. If the rapture of the church is not on your mind, it's not in your future. Why, Pastor? Because he's coming for those that are looking for his return. Amen. I said he's coming for those that are looking for his return. There was ten virgins, five wives and five foolish. That tells me one out of two in the tent is foolish. Mm. Just look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking to me because I ain't food. <laughs> All ten of them went to church. All ten of them were supposed to be ready. What was the difference? One of them had oil and another didn't. You better check your oil. That's what keeps the fire burning. I say, that's what keeps the fire burning. You better hear your preacher tonight. God spoke to me very strong. He said, tonight, I'm going to bring fresh oil to the church. Psalm 92, 10 says, anoint my head with fresh oil. Fresh oil, that's what we need. I said, that's what we need. Jesus is coming. That's why I said he's coming. I said, he's coming whether you are ready or not. He's coming. He's coming whether you're ready or whether you're not. He's coming. Listen to your man of God. We've got to have fresh oil. We've got to have an up-to-date relationship. We've got to pursue God. But because we, we have a lack of pursuit, the lack of pursuit, we cannot follow what God has commanded us to do. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Mm. God has commanded you and I to run the race that is set before us. Yes. Amen. But the problem with the church is this. We are too lazy and we don't care. And we will not lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily possess us. Wow. Come on. The Bible teaches that that is your responsibility, not God's, to lay aside every weight and every sin. That so easily besets you. That's why the Bible says in the last hour there will be a great falling away. Because we all started running the race, but can I tell you, it's not how you start, it's how you finish yourself. And the Apostle Paul said this The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I've kept the faith, I have finished my course and you will not finish your course without fresh oil in your life you can't run the race that is set before you because every stumbling block the enemy throws at you you stumble around them but when you got fresh oil in your tank every stumbling block becomes a stepping stone and you begin to show the devil you're under my feet and you can make it to the end. The finish line is before us. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm coming to tell you that I have seen that finish line. Yeah. That finish line in the spiritual realm is right there. Any moment now, you and I can cross that finish line. Oh, but church, we've got to hold on. We've got too many people checked on the sideline, hoping to get back in. But I've come to tell you tonight, fresh oil will give you the power to get back in the race, to run it the way God has intended for you to run. Without fresh oil, you can't run the race. Without fresh oil, you can't fight the good fight of faith. Mm. 
Going to hell. Somebody's got to stand in the gap and make up the hedge. Somebody's got to tell the devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Somebody needs to tell the devil, the Lord rebukes you. Get your hands off of my family. Get your hands off of my children. Get your hands off of my, my, my church. Get your hands off of my marriage. But you got to fight the good fight of faith. You got to put on the whole armor of God. Why? So that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. When you got all you know to do, stand there for it. You got to have that fresh oil. An up-to-date relationship. So that I'm not going to bow. I'm going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I serve a God that is able to deliver me out of your hand. But even if he doesn't, I still will not bow. You got fresh oil. You'll have a but if not. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said we serve a God that's able. But if not, we still ain't going to bow. I said, we still ain't going to bow. Too many are bowing to the forces of hell. We're giving in to the onslaught of hell. Many are laying aside. Listen to you. I didn't start preaching last night. I've been in this state for a long time. I've got people that I know of right today. If you'd have told me five years ago they would not be in church, I'd have called you a liar. Come on. They've been in church all their life, but today they're no longer in the church. Come on, it's real. Wow. You know, I understand two years ago to, to a, a disease called COVID sits straight from hell. Come on. That's what's wrong with most of the church there. At that time, they didn't even realize what we was fighting. Right. Oh, that's true. They wanted to fight the government. It wasn't the government's cock picking spirit of hell. Yes. Did you know that the church lost, at that time, the church lost 38% of the church? And 38% of the church has not come back, and they say they will not come back. Wow. It's true. It's happening. It's happening. You better hear this, preacher. Churches are closed and locking their doors, not yep. because they don't have a call, because they have nobody in the church. Mm. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We got too many people too lazy to get their hind end out of bed and get to church. They rather sit home on a couch and watch it on Facebook Live. But when the rapture takes place, you're going to be watching everybody leave the church and you're going to be sitting on that couch drinking your coffee, eating your donuts. I'm preaching, brother, you're acting tonight. I said, I'm preaching, brother, you're acting. You're getting awful quiet in this. Baptist tent revival. Listen to your preacher. We got to have fresh oil. That's why you can't run the race. That's why you're struggling. That's why you're, you're up one day and down the next. We got too many roller coaster Christians. Up and down. Up and down. You got a shout on Sunday and a pout on Monday. Wow. <laughs> why? Because we got religion, but we don't have relationship. Mm, it's true. We don't have relationship. Listen to your man of God. I'm coming somewhere. Come right where you're at. I'm coming to your house tonight. We can't run the race. We can't fight the good fight of faith. The church cannot, listen, the church cannot reap the harvest. Don't say there's four months. The harvest is ripe, ready to go. Amen, it is. He said, pray. Why did Jesus say, pray for laborers mm -hmm. to bring in the harvest? What he said. Why did he say, many's going to be called, but only a few's going to be chosen? Mm. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. I said, hallelujah. hallelujah. We can't reap the harvest. Souls are going to hell. Your family's going to hell. We're in church saying, hey, made in grace. Got no idea what's going on. Mm. Hoping that a preacher will do what God called you to do. Mm. Go out in the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. That my house might be full. Oh, hallelujah. We've got to have fresh oil. Why, Pastor? Because we've got to reap the harvest. we got to get the harvest in. I said, we got to get the harvest in. Oh, glory be to God. I've seen a commercial a few years ago 
a farmer was standing in the field, had his son next to him, and the clouds were so dark, such a dark, dark-looking clouds all around, and the little boy said to his daddy, what are you looking at, daddy? He said, a storm's coming. Hmm. A storm's coming. And the son said, what are we going to do about the harvest? He said, we got to get the harvest in before the storm comes. Wow. This harvest was so great, listen to me. The next moment of that commercial, it showed all the other farmers around was coming, bringing their combines and bringing their farm equipment, helping them get the harvest in. Mm. We can't even get churches to come together today. But the harvest has got to be brought in. We've got to get the harvest in. Souls are going to hell. You better hear your preacher. He said, souls are going to hell. And the Bible is very plain that if we don't talk to them, if we don't share it, their blood will be on our hands. Understand there's a harvest. We need fresh oil. Because we got to run the race. We got to eat fresh oil. Because we got to fight the good fight of faith. We got to eat fresh oil. Because we got to get the harvest in. But number four is this. We need fresh oil. So that we will be prepared for the rapture. For the rapture. Jesus is coming. And he's coming soon. Jesus is coming. Time, as you and I know, is running out. There is not another biblical prophecy in the word of God that has to be fulfilled before the rapture of the church takes place. There are many prophecies that got to be fulfilled for the second coming, for him to bring us back with him to set up his, his church and set up the new heaven and the new earth, but for the rapture of the church. Most of the church don't even know the difference between the rapture and the second coming. The rapture, we're going to meet him in the air. On the second coming, he's coming to the earth to set up his kingdom. Glory be to God. In the rapture, we're going to meet him in the clouds. But the second coming, we're going to be riding a white horse. I'm preaching very dogs active tonight. We need fresh oil because the rapture of the church can take place at any moment. Every person on the sound of my voice, you put your shoes on this morning. But somebody else may take them off of you before you go to bed tonight. Well, man of God, what if it don't happen? What if your rapture takes place tonight? What if you don't make it home tonight? What if you, your name is called Tonight, where would you spend eternity? Mm. Do you not know that the Bible says? The Bible says. Look, your neighbor say it's a good book. Good book. The Bible, you need to read it. The Bible is very informative. It'll tell you about two places that give you great instructions concerning heaven and concerning hell. Yep. Nobody wants to hear this kind of preaching no more. Because this kind of preaching don't make nobody feel good. But I didn't come for your pat on my back. Hey, come on. I praise the God that before that night's over at 2 o'clock in the morning, you still hear this preacher's voice in your ear. I pray that you wake up hearing Jesus is coming. He's coming. I said he's coming. Matthew chapter 7 says this. Jesus said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not done many good works in your name? And Jesus will look at them and say, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity, for I never knew you. Wow, amen. I believe, Pastor Aaron, Pastor Trina, I believe the worst thing that's going to happen on Judgment Day yes, sir. is when you think your name is in the book and you stand before a holy God, a righteous God, and he says to you, 
depart from me. I never knew. But God, I was in the tent meeting on Friday night. I never knew you. I never knew you. Now listen to your picture. We know that we serve a God that knows everything. So how can he say, I never knew you? I'm glad that you asked. Because when Jesus said, I never knew you, he wasn't saying, I don't know your name. I don't know your address. I, I don't know nothing about you. What he was saying was this, this time. When, you remember when Peter, Peter denied Jesus. Yeah. And one of the times he denied him, they asked him, they said, aren't you with him? And he said, I don't know him. Aren't you with Jesus? And Peter said, I, I don't know him. He wasn't talking about that. Do you know what he was talking about when he said, I never knew you? I'm about to help you. When his own mother, 14-year-old virgin girl, the angel of the Lord came and said, Mary, you're going to have a son. You're going to call his name Jesus. And Mary said, how can this be? For I have never known a man. Come on. Come on. What Mary said was this. I've never been in relationship with a man. When Jesus said, I never knew you, he's saying, you went to church, you sung in the choir, you did all these things, but you never had a relationship with him. You had religion, but you did not have relationship. Religion, but not relationship. He's coming. I said he's coming. How is your relationship with Jesus? Have you talked to him today? Have you talked to him today? Have you been in the word today? It's funny how people in the church have got time for Facebook but got no time for the book. It's true. We got religion but we don't have relationship. And he's going to say the part, I never knew you. Because God is more concerned about your relationship than he is your works. Being on the praise team is not a ticket to heaven. No, sir, it's not. Teaching Sunday school is not a ticket to heaven. Coming to church, sitting in church week after week after week is not a ticket to heaven. God wants a relationship. Amen. And he's coming. Look at your neighbor and say, he's coming. Give me five minutes and I'll be done. He's coming. He's coming. Here's what he said. He said, I want you to watch their foot. Watch. Watch. Therefore, are you watching? Because I told you, if it's not on your mind, it's not in your future. Watch, therefore. No man knows the hour that he's coming. He's giving us signs that we can see. Signs all around us. I could preach for the next hour on just on the signs that's all around us. And to tell you that the clock is striking, getting ready to strike midnight. And he's coming. I said he's coming. He's coming. But are you ready tonight? Are you rapture ready? If the trumpet was the sound in the next 30 seconds. Mm. Or would you be sitting here saying, where did the picture go? Because mm. I'm out of here. He's come. He said, watch, therefore. Why watch? I'll tell you why. Because the Bible says that he's coming suddenly. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, he's coming. I say in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, he's coming. We think this old world has seen trouble, they ain't seen nothing till the rapture takes place. Do you not understand how many car wrecks there are going to be when the rapture takes place? 
Do you understand how? You better hope that your pilot in that airplane is saved. Because when the rapture takes place, that plane's going to be on its own. Do you not understand how many plane crashes there are going to be on the day of the rapture? Amen. Jesus. Mamas are going to go pick up their children at daycare. And they're going to go to daycare. They know they're there because they dropped them off at 8 o'clock that morning. And they're not going to be able to find their baby because the babies are gone. The wife will be sitting there trying to get supper all ready for her husband. Waiting on him. He's running late. He's running late. He's always there by 6.30. Where's he at? Where's he at? But he's gone. The Bible says there'll be two in the bed. One gone. One left. But here you put you tonight. I hope to God some of y'all don't sleep tonight. Until you get your life right, ready to wake heaven your home. Listen to me. He's coming suddenly. Then the Bible says he's coming. Listen, secretly. The Bible says he's coming as a thief in the night. He said if they knew he was coming, they had their house on guard. But they don't know. He's coming. Suddenly, he's coming secretly. But listen to me. He's coming selectively. Not everybody's gone. I say not everybody's gone. Those that don't have a relationship will have to go through the seven-year tribulation period. A time that the Bible says no man has ever experienced before. A time when the rivers turn to blood. A time when all the waters begin to dry up. A time when all the grass gets burned up. A time that people cannot understand. And the only way you're going to be able to buy, they sell, do any business, is to have a mark on your head or your hand. Well, I won't take the mark. Listen to me. If you won't live for God today, you sure ain't going to put it in your head at that time. The only way you can make heaven after the rapture is have your head beheaded. If you won't serve God now, how, what in the world are you going to do then? Amen. Listen to your preacher. A time the Bible says no man has ever experienced. Jesus is coming. And if you're not one of those, then you're called, but few will be chosen. If you're not a chosen one, there's a remnant church that he's coming for. You're not one of the chosen ones, the tribulation period, the next seven years. It'd be a time, the Bible says, that men, men, will try to kill themselves and won't be able to kill themselves. They'll put a gun to their forehead and pull the trigger and they'll have to live with a hole in their head because it will not kill them. They'll cry for the rocks to fall out and to kill them. Hmm. But you don't have to live that way. You don't have to be a part of that. Tonight, you can know that you know that you know that you know. I'm on my way to heaven. Tonight, every one of us can have an up-to-date relationship with Jesus Christ. Tonight, you can go home and sleep in peace. Knowing if you take your last breath, you know where your next breath will take. Tonight, I come into this tent. To give somebody a word. I said, I come into this tent tonight to give somebody a word. Don't you listen to me? Come on. Listen, we're listening. Yes, Hallelujah. Praise God. I should count on one hand. My wife sitting here will verify what I'm telling you. And count on one hand. How many times God has spoke to me in this manner to give a warning to a people? Jesus. Years ago, years ago, I gave an altar call on a Sunday morning in a little town called Bell City, Missouri. There was a husband sitting over there. 
His sister-in-law was sitting next to him and his wife. They all three came to the altar call that Sunday morning. The sister-in-law had tears coming down her eyes and she gave her heart back to God. I noticed that the young man was kind of hard. I looked at him and I said, Sir, Jesus loves you. Do you want to give your heart to Jesus? And he said back to me, Preacher, I've got plenty of time. That's the biggest lie the devil has ever sold to me. I said to that young man under the option of the Holy Ghost, your time is running out. If you don't get right, you're going to be left. Three weeks later, on New Year's Day, he got up, went to his shed, did some work, came back into his house. 27-year-old man told his wife, I don't feel good, and laid his head on his couch. And within five minutes, dropped dead with a heart attack. Mm. I got plenty of time. Don't forget about the sister-in-law. I looked at her. I said, what about you? She said, preacher. He what she said to me. You're a good little preacher. And if I didn't like drinking so much, mm. I'd give my heart to God. But I'm not going to give my heart to God if I can't do my drinking. Mm. One week. On a Friday night, that's Sunday morning, on Friday night, Two o'clock in the morning, her sister calls me. Her sister and her husband was, was, was elders in the church. Her sister calls me and says, Pastor, my sister was coming home from Sykeston, Missouri, down South Cedo Road. There's a big curve going toward Bell City. She was under the influence of alcohol, missed the curve, killed her in a car accident. Where? Will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity? What are you pursuing tonight? There is nothing, nothing that should be more important to you than to know where you will spend eternity. Nothing should be more important to you. Where will I spend eternity? He's coming. I said he's coming. And you and I, watch me, don't have to go to a devil's hell. God has made a way of escape for us. He died on an old rugged cross, shed his blood, paid for our sins. The only catch to it all is that I have to receive him and then I have to serve him for the remainder of my life. Glory be to God. He's coming. The question tonight is not whether he's coming. The question tonight is, are you going? Are you going? I want every head bowed and every eye closed in this house. You say to me tonight, preacher, I don't know where I will spend eternity. I don't know for sure. But I know one thing, preacher. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. If I'm talking to you tonight, I'm going to pray. I'm fixing to pray. If you want in on this prayer, if you want this preacher to remember you in this prayer, you say, preacher, pray for me. I want to go to heaven and not hell. I want you to lift up your hand. I'm going to pray. Hands up all across the house. Heaven and not hell. I need to know him. I need a fresh oil on my life. I need fresh oil. 
I need fresh oil. Hallelujah. Here's what I want you to do. If you listen to me, here's what I want you to do. If you mean business with God, look at me. If you mean business with God, I'm not asking you to raise a hand because the preacher asked you. I'm saying to you tonight, if the Spirit of God has been dealing with you and you don't really know, I, I, I want to make sure I'm heaven bound. Listen to you, man of God. You may never heard a preacher tell you, but I'm telling you, there's not a day, not a day, that I don't ask God a lot of times, forgive me, cleanse me. I don't close my eyes at night until I say, God, cleanse every sin that I've done. If I, if I didn't ask you, God, please forgive me. We've all sinned. And I'm telling you, if you've not asked God today to forgive you, you're not rapturated. Because we live in a sinful world and we, we got a flesh body. And we've all come up short. But if you're here tonight and you say, Preacher, I'm going to heaven and not hell. Heaven and not hell. This praise team going to come back real quick. I'm going to heaven and not hell. I want you to get up from your seat where you are sitting and come and stand across this front. If you mean business with God, you raise your hand. Even if you didn't raise your hand. But I mean business. I want you to come. I want you to come and stand across this front. Come on. Come on. right behind me and I want to make it very plain my prayer cannot save you but I'm going to ask you to repeat my prayer and if you will mean in your heart what you are saying God will hear your prayer he'll forgive your sin he'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness and you can know that you know that you know when you leave this tent. My name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I am heaven bound. I am wrapped ready. So tonight, I'm going to speak to this young lady. And as I speak to her, I'm going to speak through her. 
because I'm speaking to you. And I want every person that means business with God. Listen to me. I'm talking to somebody. Don't do this. Don't do this out of emotion. You got to mean business with God. But I'm going to, I'm going to have her to repeat a prayer. And as I pray, I want every person with your own mouth, repeat after me. And if you will mean what you say, God will hear you, He'll forgive you, He'll cleanse you from all unrighteousness. According to, according to 1 John 1, 9, if you'll confess your sins, I will faithfully forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Repeat this prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Tonight, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me in your blood. Tonight, I make a decision to follow you for the remainder of my days. This night, I give you my heart, I give you my life, and I give you my will. This night, I will serve you. Thank you, Jesus, for not giving up on me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. And tonight, I receive my salvation. Thank you, Jesus, for I know tonight I'm raptured in. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Come on, give God the praise. Give God the praise.